Hi. Oh, look at you. Oh. <laughs> Not the outfit, too. I'm such a drag. I love it. Hi. How are you, Winston? Good, good. Come on in. Oh, my God, it smells so good. Okay, I hope it smells like it's supposed to smell. It does. Hello there and welcome to Be My Guest, a podcast about the flavors that take us back and the memories they stir up. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Kara Shanofsky, and I promise to never refer to myself as hostess with the mostess ever again. Anywho, I am so excited for today's episode. My guest is without a doubt one of the funniest people I know. I'm Janae. Despite how it's spelled, I guess my mom just wanted me to live a life of suffering with people <laughs> guessing how it's pronounced. So actually, this was one thing that came up. I originally thought my name was Creole, but from discussing it with my mom, she said I was named after a 90s band called Janae. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been telling people for years, I'm like, yeah, it's Creole, it's yeah. Jamaican. And she was like, no, babes. She was like, there was a band in the 90s and I loved them. And I was a young mom, so I thought like, why not? Janae grew up in East London, but she was raised on dishes inspired by her family's Jamaican, St. Lucian, and Jewish roots. Today, I've made a dynamic Jamaican duo of jerk chicken and rice and peas, and Janae has brought over a homemade coleslaw and rum punch. In fact, this episode is brought to you by a said rum punch. So pull up a chair and dig in to our Jamaican feast and my also fun conversation with Janae. So walk us through your journey to Berlin. My journey. Oh God, where does it begin? Actually, I know where it begins with one very big word. Brexit. <laughs> da -da -dum. I remember it so clearly, like literally like it was yesterday. So I was at work and my best friend was also at work and the vote was announced so she texted me and she was like, WTF, capital letters. I was like, oh my God, like people in the office were genuinely crying. I'm not joking. Like I wasn't because anybody got time for that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. like there were literally people crying like, oh my God, I never got to see this. I never got to do this. And like, even though I didn't cry, like I definitely felt it. Like I was like, oh my God, the UK can't be the end for me. I low-key hate it. Like... <laughs> I need to see something else. So then after work, me and my best friend met up to do what we do best, which is go get a wine. That's what you do in the UK whenever you're going through any kind of emotion. And then when we were there, we were like, should we consider moving? Is that something that we're seriously going to do? And oh, another thing to mention is we just got back from a really good trip in Portugal. Mm hmm. And on the way back, we were already in tears. Like, we were so, like, sad about it. We were like, no, back About to the leaving UK. Portugal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to the UK, going back to work. And it was also, like, our first corporate jobs. So, yeah, we're chilling out together. And then she was like, should we go to Berlin? Germany never crossed my mind, by the way. Bearing in mind, a lot of my immediate family are very Caribbean. So, like, when I said Germany, they were like... I hate to say the N-word, like they brought up the whole like Nazi thing. They were like, they're going to be racist. Are you going to yeah. survive there? So it wasn't even a consideration of mine. But my friend had been on a school trip there, uh, I think when she was like 12, I want to say. Mm -hmm. I'd never been there. So like, I'm actually insane for even considering it. And she was like, yeah, had a good time on a school trip. Like it was really cheap. Like it was good vibes. There's a nice mix of like city life, but also greenery. And honestly, at 22, I was just like, I'm in. I'm sold. You had a good time on a school trip. 
check. <laughs> I don't have to live with my mum, check. Um, and I'd say in that next month, I quit my job. Like I literally quit my job. I would say I did it in like a week. I just said to my boss, I can't stay here. Gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> I can't stay here. <laughs> this life isn't meant for me. Yeah, that's how we made the decision. There was not a lot of thought that went into it. I think I did one Google search and I was like, nightlife in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> not jobs, no, not apartments, no, no. Not, not any of that. Nightlife in Berlin. My friend liked it at school. Brexit is trash, period. Like I was like... <laughs> For 22-year-old me, I was like, that's that's good enough. But then, yeah, then came all of the things where I was suddenly like, okay, actually, this is like a big move. I need to actually plan. Yeah. And then we started doing that. But yeah, that's how I think I made the decision, at least of coming to Berlin, which whenever I like recall it to people, I'm like, it is wild. Yeah. Where's, the, where's that girl? <laughs> where are you at? <laughs> I also get it because... I came to Berlin at 23 and my yeah. thing was, oh, it's cheap rent and I met this cute boy. Oh yeah, period. That was my criteria. Yeah, no, but that's all you need. I'm telling you at that age, what more is there? <laughs> How do you find living in Berlin? We're in a good place now. I feel mm -hmm. like me and Berlin have had a love-hate relationship. It's taken us a while to get here, but I'm so happy we have and I'm a very stubborn person. I would say the first few years, let's say like first year and a half, I was like, damn, what, what? <laughs> Like, but wait, can you fill in the gap of how you went from I'm moving there because it seems fun and my friend liked it to I'm living here and like what's going basically on? Basically to right now yeah. to like being in that good place. So like what happened when you came here? What happened? Oh my God, so much. Did you have so, a place to live? Did you have a job? We did. So we got a place to live the day before we moved. <laughs> in true like oh, chaotic the good old style. days. Oh my God. And this is it. Like, so we found a place. We moved into there in terms of work. I also got so lucky. I landed a job a week before I arrived. I always like say, maybe I was meant to be here. Like, does this happen? The universe. Yeah. This is like, this is what happens when you trust the universe. And like, I feel like that's something that we don't do now and I think when you're young you don't even know that's what you're doing right no you don't even know you think well, I'm just vibing you yeah. know <laughs> like but it's really just just like oh, everything will work out and I mean it always does actually when has it not worked out preach a hundred percent I had no expectations and it all just worked out perfectly just in time what happened afterwards I went to my office my new office and I was just a bit like taken aback because I hate saying multi-culti. I feel like it makes me sound like, you know, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I went from London where, I don't know, I could see so many different types of people and at least my first impression of Berlin, which I now understand to be the wrong one. Everyone in my company out of 250 people was white and German uh, or European, let's say. Yeah. And that I think was where I was like, oh my God. And I didn't really know how to make friends. Like... I wasn't aware of what to do. I kind of thought, oh, I'm going to make all my friends at work because yeah. the girl that I moved with did. Uh, so then I went to work and I'm like, oh, uh oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> London, can I, can I come home? <laughs> There's like no diversity here, like even slightly. And that scared oh, me. Man. And same with like finding groceries. That's another thing I realized. I eat a lot of Caribbean stuff mm -hmm. and then like not, knowing they did exist I just wasn't in the know not knowing where to get those groceries from I was like oh my god am I gonna have to like learn how to make other things like what's going on <laughs> speaking of the Caribbean I was equally curious to know how both sides of Janae's family wound up in London that story too did not disappoint 
so both of my dad's parents are Jamaican, um, born and raised in Jamaica, like very, very Jamaican to the bone. Like I feel like sometimes I would look at them in the UK and even they'd be like, it is what it is. We don't know how we got here, but <laughs> money up in Mick. Just- <laughs> like money up in Mick. And I'd be looking at them like, okay. And so they came here when they were really, really young for money. They wanted to get ahead. I think my grandmother cleaned houses, kind of offices and like um, super wealthy people's houses. And she'd bring my dad along with her sometimes. My granddad, I feel like he was a jack of all trades. I feel like same with my mum's dad as well. All Caribbean men that come over seem to just do anything they can get their hands on. Is your mum's dad also Caribbean? Yeah, he's from St. Lucia. Oh, Nice. Yeah, he's from St. Lucia and he did the same thing. Like he would do carpentry, anything that he could get his hands on. Oh, and I think at the time the UK was offering deals. Mm-hmm. So like Commonwealth, we don't want to get into it. But um, they, yeah, were kind of given deals, um, quote unquote deals. <laughs> and they both came to the UK for that. And yeah, that's at least how my dad's side of the family saw themselves in the UK. And then my mum's mum, she's not Caribbean. Her ethnicity is a little bit ambiguous because like she's not that close to her family, but um, Jewish. Her mother is, I believe, Russian ancestry. My grandmother is suspiciously a little bit tanned but she's from a Jewish background so very mixed technically I'm a black Jew does your mom have any type of Jewish customs recipes even that she's kind of I feel like bagels was such a big thing in my childhood really like all the time like a really fresh bagel crammed full of like really thick cream cheese absolute slabs of smoked salmon that was like a classic for me. Was she making the bagels or no, she so had a good she, spot? There's a really good spot in East London where we grew up. I think it's still there, to be honest. There's two in Brick Lane. They're still there, like the oldest. They've been there since like the 50s. And my grandma would always go and get a bag of 12 and then she'd like fill them up herself. Oh, and latkes. Latkes, those potato yeah. pancakes. Oh, yeah. Like shredded potato things. Oh, girl. So good. They you have them too? So good. Yeah. I lived in New York. That was actually the only time that I was exposed to like Jewish culture. I didn't even know that Judaism was a thing growing up in Tennessee where everyone is Christian. And then when I went to New York, yeah, it opened up this whole world. Actually, college. There were a lot of Jewish people at my college. And it just opened up like a huge world of food and like things that I had never heard of before. Like potato pancake, what? No, right? And like, I don't know, it's it's so weird when I think about it, just off the back of what you're saying about what you grow up with. Because, for example, like, what's it called? A roast dinner in the UK is like such a like staple for families on a Sunday. Yeah. I was like 13 when I realised that roast dinners weren't served with rice and peas and macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so confused. Like, what do you mean? I went to my friend's house and I was like, what is this? Sis, where's the hot sauce? Where's the mac and cheese? Where's the rice and peas? Where's the gonga? Like, what are you trying to serve me? Hey, rice and peas and mac and cheese? Yeah. That sounds like, a, like a, a nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Rice and peas and mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a wrap up. Period. I love it. Obviously, Janae grew up surrounded by diverse flavors, but there's one meal in particular that immediately brings back all her favorite memories. 
What is the dish that takes you back? Tell us about it. Why did you choose it? I chose jerk chicken and rice and peas. I can't, sorry, I can't say it without like singing it and dancing. There's so many memories with jerk chicken and rice and peas. My uncle made it like exclusively for lunch, dinner, Saturday through Sunday. It was that good that I don't even mind. How would I describe jerk chicken? Like a smoky, tangy, flavorful chicken and rice and peas is just... I don't know, it's almost like creamy kinda, even though it's like rice and peas, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. The kidney beans, I feel like, are what make it have that kind of creamy undertone, at least to me. Does he put coconut milk in his? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I never really thought about, like, I've had rice and peas, like, I've been to Jamaica, but I don't remember it tasting like coconut. It kind of doesn't, though, which is weird. Oh, well, this one does. I don't know. Oh, no, I love it. It's good, though. I don't know what I've done, but this one tastes like coconut, but it's just, like, very subtle, the coconut flavor. Yeah. And so, is he actually grilling the chicken? Yeah. So, he has, like, a... What would I call it? I want to say, like, a... A barrel? The best chicken custom uh, ever. Like he has like a, a barrel. Like the cut in half barrel. Exactly. Yeah, he has yeah. like a cut in half. How do you know We this? do this in Tennessee too. Oh, really? <laughs> so like he smokes it in a barrel. I actually think he made the barrel himself. <laughs> of course. It's always homemade or like somebody knows somebody who makes them. You can't, yeah. where are you going to buy this? Yeah. Listen, like, like, it's not in B&Q, you know, um, but he makes the barrels and yeah, he smokes it in there. He leaves it in there for a really long time. I know because we'd always get impatient and start like cutting and be like, where's the chicken, bro? And he'd make a pot like the size of this table with rice. And it's just like, who are you expecting to come? And he's like, you never know. (laughs) And so he's just firing up the grill on like a Wednesday. No, cash. It doesn't. It can be any time. And like when I say my uncle will make enough jerk for maybe like 25 people. And do people just like come from the family, just from the community? From the community, from anywhere. Like he'll just be like, I'm making food. He used to send me home with food so much that when my mom knew we were going to stay with Uncle Wayne, she'd be waiting on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I chose it. Because yeah, it extends to so many things. Like carnival in London when I started going by myself. Obviously, you probably know that mine is not authentic. No, it is. I will say I tried to find a workaround for the authentic method. Yeah, but we're gonna see in a second. I'm excited. How this, good. how this worked out. I did have some help with the recipe. So, Manuela and I, our friend Manuela, we went to this dinner, this gather dinner. Shout out to gather, and they had a Caribbean chef visiting, Marie Mitchell, who's also I think from the UK, and she made us jerk chicken wings, and they were fantastic. It was the appetizer, and I ate so many. <laughs> But I was already full when the main came. I was so mad at myself. Everything was fantastic. So I actually ended up writing her after the dinner. (gasps) This is from Marie Mitchell. You know her? Yeah. I followed her. I I don't know her personally. Yeah. So the marinade is from Marie. She actually was very nice and sent me her marinade recipe, which I can also link. And then I talked to my friend Shoshana, who's also Jamaican. Jamaican queen. She was like, yeah, yeah, jerk chicken, fine. But I don't know how you're going to make those rice and peas. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I've never touched that recipe. Now, rice and peas, yeah, it's not easy. Like people think it's mad easy. It's actually not. So thank you so much, because I know that it's, it's, it's not a simple process. I was really like, I was like, okay, I'll yeah. just, you know, make some beans and no, then no. throw some rice in <laughs> no. And she was like, oh, I'm not touching that. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I need to research. Um, but she gave me the New York Times recipe for jerk chicken. So I mm. actually, I tried to use that technique, but I don't have a charcoal grill. We only have a gas oh. grill. 
Then I did some more research because then you need also the wood to make it authentic. This like where the allspice comes from. I forgot the name. The special wood. Oh, I don't know. My uncle uses coal, I think. Okay, because yeah, yeah everyone was like, and if you want like real authentic, you have yeah. to have this special wood that was wildly expensive. Um, What's it called? Like beech wood? Uh, pimento wood. Ah, oh, pimento. Oh, that sounds banging though. Yeah, so that's like that sounds authentic, so and also in the barrel, I did read a yeah. authentic way to make it. No, but who's we can make what? No, nah, he's got time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna commission a barrel from somebody <laughs> and no. put it out here. So yeah, then I ended up using that, and I read that you could fake it with some bay leaves and the little the seeds the allspice Mm -hmm. so I was like I tried to do that I was like we're gonna grill it this morning (laughs) I woke up super motivated to grill that chicken but there was just one little problem I don't know how to use the grill (laughs) I went outside and I was just like looking I was like I don't even know how to turn this thing on 7.59 a.m. so close to the grill wait what did you do first you turned on the gas, or? Yeah. How do you turn on the gas? I just feel like I am setting like feminism back because <laughs> Sebastian always grills and like, I'm in the kitchen. He had to like show me how to use the grill and then I did that and then I just like finished them in the oven. And we're gonna see in a second. So it's not the most authentic, but. You talked to your uncle about the marinade. You called him. Did he give you his recipe? He did. One thing that I will say about any time I get any kind of recipe from my family is there's never measurements. No, no, no. This is how you know it's good. No, like there's never anything. So he just sends a list of ingredients and then I'm just like... Figured out. And how do I... What do you do? And he's like, you you cook it. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... The technique is really okay. what you need to know. Everything else is more of like a personal preference. Because, I mean, maybe yeah. somebody likes allspice a lot and they want more. Maybe you don't like it so much. So... Exactly. I think this is where it always you can play around with like seasonings and things. And that's the fun part about cooking is that I you think can play so. around. Figuring it out and seeing how it goes. Although having said that, surprisingly, even though he's a Jamaican... Look what he sent me. That he he said this is like something that I always have. Wait, he out here using pre-made. He's pre-made. out here using pre-made, and he's what? he was he was born in Jamaica, by the way. Yeah. Also, love your uncle and your jerk chicken sensational. But he was born there, and this is what he's using. Uh, Wait, but he, is this from a Jamaican man? Because there's a, there's a man on the the seasoning. Box. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, least? I think so. He's Jamaican. He's called Tex. <laughs> I'll read you his text. It's hilarious. Chicken pieces, wash lime or lemon. Dry seasoning, jerk tech seasoning, put the seasoning. Oh, actually, I remember seeing him do this. So he'd mix this, the, his dry spices that I actually thought he made. And then he'd <laughs> push it underneath the skin. Mm. So like he'd cut the skin underneath and mm-hmm. push all the seasonings in inside. And then after he did that, he'd leave it overnight, basically. Yeah. Like, he was like, leave it overnight to marinate. Then he oh yeah his I, I told you about his barrel <laughs> so he'd put it in there he puts it all in his barbecue pan when he's ready he said it took him 45 minutes to cook and then at the end right at the end he would like kind of add a coat of like jerk sauce I believe he mixed the dry seasonings ah. with like some like a barbecue sauce almost yeah. mix it and then like he'd code at the end as soon as it comes off the grill though when it's hot you're telling me this now and i remember that i forgot this stuff. oh <laughs> <laughs> from marie's recipe i supposed to put something on at the end with the seasoning yeah but and then I you just dust it seasoning oh no okay. it's fine it's got the so, flavor flavors we're gonna see and then the rice and peas wait how did i make the rice and peas oh yeah rice and peas i know that one i took a recipe from 
some Jamaican lady who I followed already. And then I took it because when I check sites like Bon Appetit or these cooking sites, I always need to see the name who made it because... Oh, yeah. Mm. But then I saw her name and I was like, oh, okay, I already yeah. follow her. So I used her recipe and... Yeah, I'm trying to do everything as homemade as possible. So I even made the beans and like didn't use canned beans. And then, oh, this is a surprise. We didn't talk about this, but I was at a supermarket and they had plantain. I love plantain. But I don't know if my plantain was ripe enough. So I don't know if these are good. Oh, no, plantain is plantain. I don't know if they're sweet plantains. So I put a little honey on them. I taste getting into it. And we're going to see how that goes. And you bought coleslaw. Oh, I brought coleslaw. So... Again, another weird thing, like, my family are obsessed with coleslaw, like, we have it with mostly every meal. Is it Jamaican? Kinda, yeah. yeah. It's like, if you, at least in the UK, and like, my kind of black British family, like, they'll always have like a side of coleslaw with most meals, to be honest. Yeah, again, I feel like I'd always go to my friend's house and be like, oh, do you have coleslaw? And like, <laughs> people just look at me like, girl, huh? <laughs> definitely not. But you won't like it if you don't like raw onions, though. I love raw onions. I love raw onions too. It's super finely sliced white onion with, I do like half of one, let's say normally, two carrots grated. Um, and then I'd grate a quarter of cabbage, a um, little bit of mayonnaise. Actually, that's a lie, a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> Salt, pepper, mix it all together, uh-huh. taste, adjust, and that's literally it. Oh, nice. Okay, so I think we can eat now. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Shellyan, what we eat in Shellyan? I love the name. Okay, so let's try everything. I'm, I'm so excited. Starving. I've been waiting for this all day. I'm starving. We're back at the kitchen table and the time has finally come for us to try our Jamaican feast. I think I'm ready. Can I pick the chicken up? <laughs> you can definitely eat it with your hands. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a little dry, but it's not bad. Also the flavor. The Whoa. flavor flaves. Hey. She's um Shelly Ann. Shout out to Marie. <laughs> That's banging. Whoa. Also a bit spicy. Mm-hmm. That's a scotch bonnet. The rice and peas. Yeah. It's giving babes. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love rice and peas. Even the plantain's good, you know. They're not quite ripe though. Coleslaw too. It slaps, right? Whoa. The combination. I feel like because the food's a bit spicy, then you get the little... Like a crisp. Mm-hmm. You smashed this, by the way. The hey. rice and peas is banging. Wait, what was the name of the... The rice and peas actually literally tastes like my uncle's. I want to give her credit. Uh, I think she's called the seasoning bottle. Yeah, her name is Chef Brianna Riddock. How did you make it, actually? 
Okay, let's start with the rice and peas because that was the most involved after Shusha. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, girl. I like went back and I was like, okay, let me find like a good, like reliable source. So yeah, basically I soak the beans overnight. So red kidney yes, beans. Yes, ma'am. Yes. But then I had a little crisis because I was like, should I drain them or not? In her recipe, she drained them at the end. But then there was a guy in the comments like, you not a real Jamaican because you drained the beans and this is not an authentic recipe. Yeah. I was like, okay, it can't be that serious. No. <laughs> it's like, Okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to use my judgment here. And I just drained the beans. I was, was going to say, like, we drained the beans. Okay. He felt real away about it. Like, you are not a real Jamaican. How dare you post this recipe? <laughs> All because she drained the beans at the end. Also, we drained them. Actually, does my uncle though? I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, okay. But like everywhere I read said drain the beans. So I drained the beans and then I cooked the beans. So I added some water, brought it to a boil. Then added um, the thyme, one scotch bonnet, not cut, just like the whole like the whole pepper, thyme, salt. There's a little bit of ginger. Yeah, I was going to say, we, my uncle does ginger and garlic. Yeah, there's garlic, there's ginger, there's onion, there's yep. scallion. Yep. Yeah, and then I let that cook. Oh, the coconut milk, I added, let that cook a little for like an hour on a simmer. Then I added the rice, let yep. the rice cook. And then steaming at the end. And I have to tell you, I am not good at making rice. Like, I <laughs> I never make rice right. But, like, this is okay. This came out good. This came out good. I'm so surprised. Also, like, how you made it is exactly how my family make it. Except I think they use, it's the same though, cream of coconut. It's like a thick, like, block almost. I don't know mm. exactly. I think it's the same, just thicker. Okay. Um. So, like, it makes the rice feel more, like, heavy almost, to be honest. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. But I don't think there's a difference. In Jamaica, Jamaica, like my uncle will grate real coconut, but who's got time for that? Like he grates coconut, like strains the juice and like creates that. Like anybody got time for that? I right love now. it though. Right now, we're not doing that. I probably would have tried it. If I could have found a coconut, I probably would have tried <laughs> really? it. Yeah. Why? Because I'm always so interested in these like, like technique I'm really fascinated by. And like this idea that I can turn, yeah, a coconut and some dried beans into this the inventiveness you know what's so mad it's different between every caribbean country this is very jamaican but like my family in st lucia would use a kind of smaller more nuttier bean called gango mm, i saw this oh, you too. know yeah okay. i think it's also called like a pigeon pea pigeon peas yeah so like in st lucia we do pigeon peas or gongo peas like every caribbean island has their own little like <laughs> finesse yeah and then they fight about which is the best it's like jollof yeah <laughs> <laughs> We created rice and peas. No, we did. Mm. Mm. And I just said they're all great. Mm-hmm. I was really struggling trying to figure out how to smoke chicken on a grass grill. <laughs> how did you make this? Throw the chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the chicken, like I said, it's Marie's marinade. Mm. And wait, there's a lot of stuff in that. So let me, I got to pull out my notes for this one. In the marinade for the jerk chicken, there's fresh thyme. So much thyme. It took me like a half hour to pluck those leaves too. And then I was like, do I really have to do this? But it does say picked in this recipe. Um, There's coriander. There's onion. There's garlic. Allspice. I ground the allspice. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, that smell. Oh, so amazing. Um, There's cinnamon. Yep. There's nutmeg, which I also did fresh. I didn't even know nutmeg goes into it, to be oh, honest. Oh, in her version. Damn. <laughs> in Marie's. Yeah. And then this is also a tip, but I guess it's in a lot of people's, like, marinade, but soy sauce. 
Mm-hmm. They use soy sauce a lot. Also, weirdly, like ketchup. Not mm. in jerk per se, but um, my nan would use it to season chicken, and I've seen a lot of Jamaicans do it too. I'm just like, where ketchup. do you not get these ideas? This is so good. Also, like, it makes like my heart like so happy. Aww. It reminds me of like my family so much. What kind of specific memories does this bring up? Jerk chicken, Jamaican people, barbecues at my uncle's. Barbecues with Jamaicans are an experience. Mm-hmm. So whether you're five to fifty, people skin out. I'm talking bent over, whiny, whiny. <laughs> you can be in your nineties, you'll still yeah. get a little. Jamaican people are so full of life regardless of what's going on like you could be getting hip surgery you're still gonna bust a wine like it's it's imperative that everyone sees the booty um it's culture I guess so I would say barbecues for the jerk chicken with my uncle everyone in the community extended family friends partners like 50 people in his back garden and then the rice and peas oh that's everyone everyone in my family like just caribbean base level we had it on sundays with roast dinners english people don't do this <laughs> yeah just family gatherings everyone being together either watching tv dancing a lot of dancing in my family a lot of like reggae dance hall skin and out yeah it reminds me of sundays mm-mm-mm-mm. this is making me so happy i need to make this marinade and i'm gonna tell everyone in my family i don't use no dry rub Period. (laughs) Would you let me make jerk chicken, rice and peas for you again? Shelly Ann, I would. (laughs) Shelly Ann. Your Jamaican passport is in the post. Um, On behalf of the Jamaican people, yeah. Um, You smashed it. Thank you so much for having me on as well. It's been so much fun. Um, I actually finally spoke to my family, so yeah. (laughs) Look at this. Bringing families together and be my guests. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. That was so delicious, y'all. Janae and I actually ended up eating jerk chicken again at a street food market a few weeks ago. And of course, it was being cooked in a barrel. Which brings me to my first learning for this episode. I stand by my assessment that the best chicken does in fact come from a barrel, but the DIY bay leaves and allspice hack did end up adding a little bit of authentic flavor to my jerk chicken. Also, I am on a mission to make everything from scratch for this podcast, but Janae's uncle and his Texas seasoning blend did remind me of something my culinary queen, Ina Garden, always says. Store-bought is also fine. Janae also taught me that the basis for any good rum punch is as simple as one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. And lastly, I learned that sometimes the rum punch punches you back. St. Lucia, because it's such a small island, they have like one main radio station. So like, oh my God, you and this eyes. Sorry, the... Rum punch is fighting it's you. It's because the ice is oh. here and every time I take a sip, it falls. Wait. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Right. That's why God gave us straws. Yeah. So here we go. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to this episode of Be My Guest. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Be My Guest. Also, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll see you at the table next time. Bye.